Hey, hey there, listeners. This is Dave uh, from For the Craft. This is Dan. I am also from For the Craft. And we are together for the craft. Yeah, once again. For the craft. For for you. First time in like, how long? I want to say two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. But don't don't scroll down your feed and tell me that I was wrong. It could be 18 months. Yeah, my, my Twitter account doesn't need to blow up with corrections. He's checked his Twitter account maybe twice since 2011, so I don't really think that's a issue of concern for him. But I am uh, grateful to be back on the mic with my life partner um, in beer. Danimus Prime. Danimus Prime. Still trying to work on a new nickname, and it's not working great. But Dave, I've, since we've had so much time off, I've actually spent a lot of time working on a new name. Yes. Um, we're working on a whole new direction for the podcast because it's 2019. And that means um, a lot of different things. What, yeah. is, what does it mean to you, Dave? I mean, I worked on a new uh, For the Craft t-shirt that we could merch eventually. That sounds extra super cool. Uh, we should team up with Extra Super and have them. Hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Uh, yeah, let's do that. We'll talk about it later. Uh, bullet point that. Go ahead and uh, we'll table. Uh, cool, yeah. Oh, I'm getting a call right now from one of our listeners. Oh, go ahead. Uh, um, hello. Hello, listener. Uh, hi, this is Doug. I've never listened to the show before, so I just wanted to ask you to not talk about me on the show. Thank I, you. D- d- Bye. Oh, thanks for calling in, Doug. Thanks, That Doug. was super kind that was, um, of that you. That was really cool. You know what? We are open to hearing the many uh, diverse voices in our community, in our culture, because we understand the past couple of years have been really uh, challenging, wouldn't you say, Dan? Yeah, you know, I would say it's... Uh, um, you know, it's I when when people so I'm I'm thirty I'm thirty two, you know I'm thirty two year old, um, father of one. I am a I, I'll say it I'm a I'm a white guy, mm. and I know mm, in the beer industry that's hard to believe, mm. um, and I know that I'm I'm part of the problem. But I I because so, okay so when you you can you can you can you can come to to me and say um, you can ask me about you know how things are going and. And um, you know it's um, and and al- al- allies allies are so and I've always, so I've always tried and that's why when it comes to um, that's why when people are people ask me about how it goes I just say like what's the reason for dropping the stone on all the beer in Germany like you're 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 a white guy too and they are they're hey look you can you can go to Germany they're they're um, there's there there are there are white there are white people there too there there there's other types um so that's that's really what i've always thought about um that's what i've been thinking about 2019 i'm really excited about our new season because we're going to really attack a lot of the this this uh this coming up you know your way with words is what people have always mentioned about this podcast so i thank you again for your eloquent take no problem, and I and I was you know I was really worried. I was I always get a little bit worried when people ask me to comment on the current current climate of you know the uh, economics and the social and racial and divide of um, our society. But yeah, I feel I feel like um, when given a platform, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta um, you just stand. You st- so you that's what you you have your feet for. You know that is that is ladies and gentlemen a registered voter, and um, thank you, Dan. My pleasure. All right, let's jump into it. It is 2019. Dave and I have been away for a while, and one of the things that we wanted to tackle right away, now that we're back in your feed, back on the microphones, Dan is finally drinking beer again after losing so much weight. Uh, Dave, let's talk about 2019 trends, 
And you have been quoted at saying you were a thousand percent right. Yes. About your projection of 2019 trends, and I, you know, if you look back and listen through our past episodes, we talked to a lot of uh, beer owners and purveyors of beverage in the city about their perspective of local trends. And you've always had your, I would say, your thumb, your little thumbsies on the pulse. A little, th- I have small hands. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I like to do, especially when I travel, uh, is get into breweries that locals really recommend. Uh, and listen to the stories of the brewers and the owners about their particular passions in beer and what they'd like to see. Uh, and really what I what I took stabs at in our just general conversations are just things that I kept hearing over and over, and so it only made sense that there would be this natural progression uh, or, or even evolution of beer culture in the U.S. All right, so I imagine in 2018 is when you started building your your ideas for what these trends might be. And these, of course, aren't your like original thoughts. These are like, you can research these and know if you were drinking beer at all, experiencing them. Yeah, um, yeah. But, so we're just going to chat a little bit about them. I know we have a little bit of list. And uh, I liked the one where, and I remember you texting me and talking to me about this because I would say, Dave, um, what is going on? We haven't chatted in a while. And Dave just texted me the word loggers in all caps. Yes. Loggers are the hotness right now. And... I see the trend being uh, programs and and breweries shifting from that peak of the sour uh, trend to shifting over to a lager trend. And I have two things that I would actually like chime in on on that. Uh, first thing is it's going to weed out some opposition. Lagering is actually more difficult Absolutely. than most brewing styles, and we've talked about that on the show before. And if you're a beer lover, you kind of know that. Now, there's this weird juxtaposition between drinkers of, ooh, Pilsner lagers aren't cool beers because they don't have tons of flavor, um, and they're too traditional. And on the other side of that is, well, actually, to make them good, you got to have some really major chops and beer. You know, there's something about sours and funky beers that brewers can get a- away with. If they manage a brew house with funky yeast in them, then they can keep kind of living in that. And, like, mistakes and off flavors are part of the gig, I would yeah, say. You're, you're when it encouraged. comes to lagers, you have lost the flexibility within a style. So I think it's a good thing for us as drinkers to uh, have more lagers in front of us um, because uh, they're delicious beers. They have rich, rich heritage, just like a sour. Yes. And, you've, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. And you know, even in the past when I've said it, you said, there's no way you mean it. But I'm like, even then when I say I don't really mean it, you know I meant it more than not meaning it. But not one beer is better than the other, stylistically. I'll say it. I, absolutely. Uh, sours and sour programs give brewers a, a fantastic way to, to experiment, to play with incredibly non-traditional flavorings and and different adjuncts and things like that. Pilsner, lager, you this is this is breweries dialing their science in. You want to find an excellent brewery with guys who want to get it right. You look at their lager their lager program, their Pilsner program. There are breweries here in Phoenix that don't have an actual lager system. They're brewing pilsners out of their just traditional systems. Uh, and then you've got uh, you've got. I know Wilderness changed out their sour uh, barrels, their 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 system, and replaced it with a lagering system. This is this is people maturing in the in the craft business. I think this is the the next step is getting it right. Yeah, and um, if if you're listening now and you're not completely familiar with the process of 
the difference between ales and lagers, you can refer to an episode that we released December 3rd of 2015 called Pop Pop and Gangi, where we talk about the uh, different yeast strains of ales and lagers and how brewing them are different. Um, so that's a good reference point yeah. for you if you need to catch up on that. Definitely hit that one back up. Uh, but I think you'll see uh, a number of especially Arizona breweries from from uh, bottom to top of the state, east to west, uh, loggers are coming in strong. And I definitely think it's time uh, for us to start checking them out and take them seriously. Yes, loggers, winners. Sours, still winners. Still winners. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. No. Because we watched that trend in 17 and uh, into 18 of – Hophead's going, oh, I just like sours now. Yeah. Those Hophead's never left IPAs. No, no. IPAs Hop are Slam, still number one. Hop Slam from Bell's is still like, it gets all the 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 love when it releases in January or February of every year because they love, they still love IPA and there's nothing wrong with that. I think the issue of people making podcasts and talking about beer and rating beers and saying what beers are king, what beers are not, we really skew the system of perception and of flavor. When it's just like, accept the delicious variety that beer can be. Yes. And know that people are always going to want to drink beer. Yeah. And people are always going to want to drink a beer that is refreshing and crisp and tastes like beer. And we all know that IPAs will always be that to drinkers, I think. I think it'll be like our kids' kids before palates transition enough to the point where IPAs are like a weird thing to drink. It's going to be a lot of, if that ever even happens. So there is, there is some uh, news out of the Brewers Association. They've, they've been touting for at least a year now that the trends are that the younger adults, the, the 21 to 26 year olds don't have the affinity for the stronger flavored craft beers uh, that our generation and older generations had. Now, I don't know if that's because when they started being, able to legally drink or when they had the opportunity to first drink that the craft beer scene was already as big as it had become. Uh, mm. When I started drinking, it, we didn't, we didn't have this variety of flavor and depth. Um, uh, 1972. That's mean. That's just rude. It was 19. Sometimes people like uh, something. When, co- when a co-host like uh, jab at each other, it's, um, it shows that we're relatable and humans. Yes, shows us just like IPAs. No, I think that's really fascinating. Kind of like what I was, like, jokingly jabbing at about like the evolution of our children's palates. Yes, uh, I didn't realize it was right there, but it makes complete sense because yeah. when I started drinking, even it was a Blue Moon was the craftiest beer yeah. that we could find. Even though great beer was in California, it's yeah. not like I had a chance to consume it. Yeah, it's um, just you just made me think of this. Uh, so there are breweries that are already experimenting with uh, low alcohol content and low, uh, low uh, lighter flavor drinks. Lagunitas has hop water. They have bottled hop water. It's you mean all of their beers? Got them. Got them. Got them. Roasted. <laughs> that's that's John Oliver level good, dude. Thank you. you. Got em. Yeah, the I'll, comes I'll down. go on record saying that I don't think Lagunitas makes good beers. Okay. Continue. That's fine. That's fine. But they did experiment with uh, making just hop water, and I know that uh, they are. I think I've seen bottles at most of the beer and tap rooms here. Uh, but it's an attempt to try to to try to curb this intimidation. I don't know what it is. It's a palate shift. Well, I think it's I think it's directed by marketing. Um, I think it's uh, as consumer growth who has the consumer growth who has disposable income. Mm-hmm. We're looking at these new drinkers, 
and you think about Constellation Brands and how uh, Modelo is the largest growing new brand in, in the States, in America, right. Modelo. So, like, craft beer can still suck it. Oh, um, yeah. And we'll talk about Ballast Point sucking it later. Yeah. Um, but they are designing, they're, like, making spritzers, like, fun, delicious Mexican beer with juice, which I look for. I want to drink that now. Yeah. I tell people when they're like, what kind of beer do you like? Oh, I love everything. I like the really complex sours. I like the really hoppy stuff. And my favorite thing to drink is 4.3% and maybe pink and bubbly. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to drink. Yeah. If it's not a bottle of rosé, that's the type of beer I want outside because that just feels good to drink. It doesn't ruin you. I can still take care of my child all day while having three of those. You know, like. And this is a conversation that, that five years ago when we talked about starting this podcast was not a, an issue for us. But we're looking for quality in each, in each sip over just having a, a unique experience with a beer. The unique experiences are great. They're fine. The, the bourbon barrel, double-aged, you know, 16%, you know, big poppy Grand Slam hitters, those are fun, but... But I, the, and I would say those aren't going anywhere because then we have not, the, no. the 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 um, unique experience trends like brute IPAs and champagne IPAs, which are like fads. Yeah. I think there's a trend in a fad. Yeah, I would say brute IPA. I I think brute IPA right now is a fad. Um, I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much further it can go, honestly. This has a lot and, to and, do with. And is this us skewing the scale by talking about it like this? Because it's just a beer style. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to talk about something critically without it it bordering on the line of well, judging are there, it. Are there eight of them on tap at Tortoise? Uh, there's not eight, but there's been one consistently on tap for or rotating one for a month or two now. Okay. Goldwater Brewing over in Old Town Scottsdale. I th- last time I visited there, there were two that they kept keeping uh, keeping up up and uh, having on tap. Well, they do everything right there, so I imagine it's a very delicious one. I feel like I had, don't know if I've had that one. Uh, there was the Champagne Poppy one, the one that they named after the Canadian guy who rapped but was in a TV show where he was in a wheelchair in high school. Oh, uh, What's the Dracula. Dracula. I'm not, fam- I'm not familiar. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, and then uh, they named another one after uh, Beyonce or something. I don't I don't know. But they, they're, they're, you know, they, they are finding that something that tastes crisp and tastes light and has an incredibly light color is attractive to their drinking base in South in Old Town Scottsdale, which is very much about community experiences, about the scene, about mm-hmm. uh, accessibility of drinks. All right. Let's do it, Dave. You brought me something special today. We're going to do a round of blind tasting, and I am the victim. I don't know. I just don't feel like I've maybe once or twice you've done the blind tasting. Usually you do it to me. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to, to offer you something. We'll have our assistant check the records for that one. Okay. Uh, we'll have we'll have the assistant check that. So, so it's in a can, in a you know traditional twelve ounce can. Uh, it's a weird label. It looks like it's just foil. It it looks like it's homemade foil that I ripped from my three year old's hands to throw around this can before we got we got. It's here. weird that your three year old makes foil. Well, he let's get a clean drop of that open. Apologies. Ooh, that's clean. Ah. It was clean until I interrupted the ending of it. So you're pouring a little bit of it on your laptop. I'm getting like a rose gold color, light carbonation. Like the bubbles are really thin. Right? Yeah, it's real thin. Man, I don't know the last time I actually drank a beer to try to work through the beer. I've been drinking a lot of. 
A lot of torpedo. Just a lot of torpedoes. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I'm da- I've been dadding it really hard by just buying big packs of one style and drinking yes. those straight. So, yeah, I've been doing um, that. I'm a little embarrassed of what might happen right now. This is a beer. This is a beer. It the- tastes like a rosé. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Okay. And I haven't had this beer before. So in a previous segment, you even mentioned like this. This is my beer. This might okay, be the I've kind built of beer this that you beer. like. So yeah. it's super low ABV. Is it a hybrid, a wine beer hybrid? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Oh, is it a cider? No, it's not. It is not a cider. Although It's I'd... got sweet apple in it mm-hmm. for sure, but it is hoppy. So as far as styles would go, God, you know I'm not going to. Is it a local beer? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Local is in like, it's from the U.S. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Uh, is it a Colorado beer? It's not Colorado. You, we can go by state and start to okay to piece it it's, together. It feels like Colorado or California. It is California. Okay. Is it Northern California? It is Northern California. Ah, that was, I think, what my heart was telling me, but I was like, there's no way he'd bring a San Diego beer. Make me look like an idiot. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love No, I wouldn't do is that. Is it from 21st Amendment? It is from 21st Amendment. Oh, man, I'm getting there. I don't think I've had this beer because I've only had two beers from them. This is a new beer from them. Oh my gosh, it's delicious uh, though, Dave. That they Thank just you. they just released. It's called Spark Ale, sparkling rosé ale with apple, cranberry, oh, peach, shit. and cherry. So <laughs> my new favorite beer. It's it's. A, I was getting all those flavors. It's a hey, pr- my palate isn't the worst, man. I still got it. Yeah, baby. Thanks to our friends over at Arcadia Premium. He. Uh, uh, the, the guy, at least, who was working that day recommended this beer, and I got a few of them, uh, I think, in March. Gluck, gluck, and gluck, gluck, gluck. I found it to be, please, by all means. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I found it to be, like, super refreshing. Uh, it definitely has, like, if, if your partner, friend, whoever you wake up next to, or if you don't wake up next to anyone, but and you just you go like, drink with people. There's no ABV on the can. Oh, 5.5. That's perfect. It's a, That's it's, a, it's a little dangerous, 5.5, yeah. because it doesn't drink like that. But if they don't, if they're not a beer drinker, but they do love, if they're like, they have that rosé all day coffee cup uh, or t-shirt, oh or they they talk about brunch at least three times a day, this is the beer you want them to try. This is a wonderful beer. Wow. Yeah. I 20- got close with some of it. It was, I mean, apple, cranberry, peach, and cherry. It was hard to tell that it was a beer. It honestly tastes more like a cider, more like a rosé. Than it, an ale. But I think that's this, these these new hybrids, this new style of brewing that's like, doesn't have to taste like a beer dummy. No, absolutely. You know? This is, if you would have poured it for me and I had no idea, I could have argued cider and I could have, I could have argued too that it was like one of the hard seltzers. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like, oh, because that cranberry on the back, you get the sweet apple. But I think dry. The, the, yeah. That's what made me think hoppy because I was getting that like tannic dryness that's, of a cranberry, that that's woodsiness. It. I thought that that was what really kind of finished off the flavor for me. Like the cranberry is. Oh my gosh, and that's five and a half percent. Wow. Yeah. I don't. Um, Hot weather, perfect. What was our nod scale? Do you remember our nod I, scale? I don't, but I remember we had one. Yeah. I think this is probably a three to four nod. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Man. I if yeah I could have tricked you and said it was cider core from Mesa and yeah, you I would have bought like, in you're like yeah yeah totally Dave it's so great to be back with you again yes um, we truly love doing this uh, we're never gonna promise you a entire season to its entirety <laughs> that was we're gonna foolish. make episodes when we're available and honestly like there's so much less pressure on us now both yeah. being fathers I was just telling Dave about how um, everything we do now between Dave and I 
We want it to add value. If you enjoy the show and it brings value and adds value to your life, please share it. Um, that means everything to us. We are only doing it for that reason. Yeah. So we're going to do it. So Listen, I think beer is is best experienced in community, whether that's 10 people or 2 people. And so I am... Uh, I, I love being able to do this. I love that folks love talking about beer. It's not being critical to be judgy or better than anyone else. That's not our game. Our game is to appreciate this art and science that creates something that's really spectacular. And to be able to talk about it is is a gift. And, and until next time, cheers, Arizona. Hmm, oh, I've missed saying this. Good night, San Diego. I was worried that we wouldn't remember. Oh, because I honestly, I was like not listening to what you were just saying. I was thinking about the tag, and I couldn't remember. Oh no, totally. Oh, oh, and also that this is eleven o'clock at night. Oh yeah, we better get to bed. Good night. Night.